Good morning, everyone. I'm excited to be here. Are you excited to be here? Yes, I know it's a little early, and yes, it is far earlier in the week than you thought you'd be listening to my voice, but here we are, back again for another episode of Pulse of the Arts Fresno with me, Dakota Wallace-Simpson, and I am so, so happy to be here today talking to Dan Pisano of Good Company Players. Well, that seems like enough of an introduction. Let's, let's get to it. In today's forecast, Children's Musical Theater Works director Julie Lucido is looking for adult actors, 21 plus, to participate in Matilda the Musical. Auditions are due by August 15th, and please submit those auditions to julielucido2 at me.com. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. It's time for our question of the week. Last week's question was, what show is almost eight hours long? And I gave a little hint about Tony Kushner. It is, in fact, Tony Kushner's Angels in America, uh, a two-part saga, an incredible epic play that is in two parts, three acts per part. Part one is entitled Millennium Approaches, and part two is entitled Perestroika. Uh, side question, if you can tell me what perestroika means, you'll get extra points. No, you won't. <laughs> For today's question, uh, oh, but before we get on to today's question, a big congrats to Dominic Grijalva, who answered this question correctly, and my good friend from Greece Valley Radio and the Shady Sands Adventures, Sebastian B., otherwise known as Big Bumble Bali. Go and listen to his podcasts, uh, it is a little explicit, and uh, there is some fun content as well. I have had the privilege of voice acting on uh, Grease Valley Radio, and it is one of my favorite things to do. So go and check them out. Today's question of the week is... There is no question of the week this week. Take this time, though, to reflect a little bit. Think about some questions you have. Instead of those questions, actually, I would like you guys to, uh, on the social media links that I tell you later in the podcast, feel free to throw some segments at me. I'd love to hear what you guys want to hear as far as segments on the show. Send those in to me and we'll think about, talk about, see what we can get going about working some of those into the show. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, I just uh, saw him yesterday, and he kind of gave me that on the fly. Oh, good. So, <laughs> He's really good about doing that. Yeah, I'll fly. <laughs> well, all right, for posterity, welcome back, everyone, to Pulse of the Arts Fresno. Uh, and I'm here with the Dan Pisano. Uh, it is so incredibly uh, – I'm thrilled to have you on today. How are you doing? Oh, well, thank you. I'm <laughs> flattered to be the anything at this <laughs> point. I think – Anybody is just flattered to be that that's kind of the way it is right now. So doing okay, uh, like everybody hoping for some good news. 
Absolutely. And, you know, day by day is is sometimes it is the best news, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think the reality for uh, everyone that's in the performing arts, of course, is that we were the first to close and be the last to open out of the nature of what we do and proximity and doing it inside with a group with an audience and all of that and we certainly I think everyone has gone to spectacular lengths to try to figure out how best to do it for the future and how safely I know we have uh, we're ready to go but you know I don't think anyone wants to go at a time when it's not safe or we don't feel safe from the standpoint of the people we love on not only the people on stage but certainly the people in the audience who are supporting but you just try to say to everybody that pays attention if you've been to any kind of a performance if you can think of the last time you were at a performance that group needs your help right now there's no no doubt about it because uh, we're, we have to hang on the longest. And, you know, actually people in the arts, especially, well, I won't say especially, that's not fair. I think anybody that performs has to come up with it. But in theater, we, we have to problem solve almost every minute of the time. And uh, so we're anxious, you know, the show goes on and we're able to solve it. And so it makes it harder to sit around and not solve. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just like you said, like we, as directors and choreographers and music directors are always in the mindset of, okay, this piece doesn't fit anymore. We have to try and Jimmy another one in here. And it's so, it's so taxing almost to be sitting trying to problem solve and having all of these methods of like conclusion and not being able to, to do anything with them. Yeah, I think that's exactly on the nose. Mm -hmm. It is. The energy that makes us artists and the creative energy that's there is not well used on your butt. Uh, you know, it's it's comfortable. I'm sitting in a comfortable chair right now. <laughs> but to be honest, it's a pain in the ass. No, I, I, I know. I mean, especially, yeah, no, I think we all have too much energy. I think, <laughs> I think some of the, the best uh, instances of all of our thought is when we are at hour 19 during tech week, just shouting things at each other. And, and those seem to be some of the ideas that are the most fruitful in those moments. Well, uh, I, I certainly admire everybody that has tried to find a way, whether it be online ca uh, classes or a camp as uh, Shine just did, or uh, some other form of getting people together at a safe distance. We're, we're hopeful to be able to do classes, etc. But there have been a lot of creative ways. And for us, it's difficult because we're it's hard to take the live out of me. Uh, I don't have that much left, so I, I have to hold on to the live as long as I can. And so I, I think we're really waiting to be able to do it in the way that we can best do it for us. Uh, but I certainly admire the creativity and 
from every instance of uh, streaming to, yeah, you know, I saw incredible concert that uh, Donald put together with the uh, Tower Strings, where they played somewhere over the rainbow in four squares that they had rehearsed and, you know, playing music together on Zoom. It's tough enough when there's no Zoom, as you know. It's tough enough to keep people together when they're just standing there looking at each other, you know. So I, I admired that, is what I'm saying. No, absolutely. And and you're completely right. Um, a big shout to the Tower Quartet. Uh, one of my good friends is the violist in the Tower Quartet, and they do some amazing work. And yeah, no, it's it's hard, even exactly having people on Zoom to try and, and play together. I mean, I know you guys had some uh, rehearsals for King and I on Zoom, and I bet you know that singing as a group <laughs> over Zoom is almost completely unfeasible. We, we, we stopped that part, you know, they actually <laughs> had, had, everybody had a chance to sing and, and only Janet Glade, uh, you know, was willing to absolutely take it on. And, uh, but, and I had a wonderful cast. No, I think what happened for us on Zoom that I can tell you honestly, uh, and, and I saw it in the streaming of Hamilton. Uh, I don't mean to draw a, a comparison there, but I, I would say what happened when we Zoomed the rehearsals for King and I is that everybody used the screen and said, uh, you know, King and I is really a two-person, three or four-person show. There is a big cast, but there's a lot of nose-to-nose -nose conversation. And when they do it on Zoom and you're in a close-up, you can really see that. So where I draw the parallels when I saw the streaming of Hamilton and they were able to take two days and all of the skill they have and put in the combination of what you see in the theater, which is wall to wall with what you see in life as a performer, which is eye to eye. So you have the wall to wall and eye to eye close-ups really had some impact. And that's what I noticed uh, when we were zooming the rehearsals of King and I is that what really makes the emotion in the show go in those close-ups was there even on Zoom. Yes, and I think that's that's a really exciting thing, especially for um, a lot of, of stage actors who really don't have sort of a experience with with film or if you, they specifically perform on like these big proscenium theaters. That's one thing I love about about the music hall is you can really, um, from an, even an audience perspective, you do get that wall to wall, but you really can feel the energy between two people like on that stage because well, it, yeah, absolutely. I, I always thought that, uh, you know, for all the limitations we have, one of the advantages we have is that, you know, in any other theater, you, you would have to be uh, 30 rows back, you know, and, and you're closer there. But you know, the one thing that I notice uh, it, that's no matter how good the artists are on Zoom, sound sucks. Uh, I mean, just cut to the chase. It, it's almost impossible to get a mix. I mean, it's Im almost impossible to get a, a live mix between uh, when, now that everybody's wearing a body mic and you're trying to whether you have live musicians or your tracks or whatever, 
that combination of closing your eyes and seeing and hearing 60% of the singer and 40% of the music. And then when you're listening to a lot of the Zoom stuff, that's the challenge, damn it, is that you can't quite get the a fairness to, you know, the singers are way out in front most of the time and, and they hear it, but you don't hear the total package. Why are we talking about this? I'm sorry. No, please. No, keep. No, no, no. Absolutely. No, I think it's, 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 it's super difficult because, I mean, not a lot of people have like a professional microphone set up in their home. Yeah. And even if they do, they don't have, they might not have like a specific um, like situation where you could play tracks. I remember when, um, when Tuck was still doing some online rehearsals, uh, listening to soloists was, was a nightmare because they're either trying to play music off their speakers, which is directly under where their mic sits on their computer. And so it's this back and forth and no, and you're completely right. Even, even as some of the best theaters being able to, to sit back and just have a very even split between vocalist and whatever your, your accompaniment is, is such a tricky thing to provide. And I wish there was some way you could on zoom or whatever platforms be able to like, inject like the host's music and everyone could get like a solid like this is this is the track and everyone just go off of that well i i in a way i hope we don't figure out it just means we're further away from doing what we are used to doing and you know i i absolutely think of the philharmonic and and the community chorus and situations like that where people together are making a huge artistic piece and no matter how clever you are and i certainly have seen some wonderful editing it it ain't the same lucy it just ain't so no absolutely especially i mean uh, and to think of all of those 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 poor orchestral musicians i think there's i think the last time i checked the roster upwards of of like 80 members or so in the in the Fresno Philharmonic and I think that all of them are just are out of work is so disheartening um the San Francisco Philharmonic has even tried to start doing something where they've had like one-on-one -on -one concerts in in yeah. front of Davies Hall which is a very I assume very impactful for that person who gets the opportunity to come see it is not the same like just the energy in a room such as that uh, of chorus members, uh, actors, orchestral musicians. I just feel like that energy is so palpable. And to strip that away, just sort of, I, I wouldn't want to say sterilizes the experience, but it definitely loses a lot of the, the magic that is going to a concert or a, a piece of theater, etc. For me, the... The important thing is though they, whatever the current news cycle is, it can't take away that love, that feeling, even though they are out of work, their hearts are still beating with the arts. And, you know, in, in all of the dissent and all of the, social unrest, political stupidity, and all of that. It came to mind that it's too bad that they can't be in a show together. 
it's too bad that all of those jerks that can't talk to each other can't be in a show together. Because when you're in a show, my cross-section of ages and King and I were sick. I have a six-year-old, uh, Tony's son. Mm -hmm. and, and I have someone probably 65 years old. And I have every ethnic mix and I have uh, every social choice, <laughs> uh, sexual preference. And we don't give a blank about that when the show starts because it's our responsibility to never let 10 seconds go by that isn't filled with something we intended it to be filled with. And we work totally as a team and the backstage people and, and front stage. And when you do that, it, it dissolves so many lines. It dissolves so many little picky details. And so if they could, if they, they're in a show, I mean, everything is showbiz. Politics is showbiz and it's BS. And, but, you know, get them together. I think they'd all be lousy. I mean, they would all suck. There's no question about it. They can't even answer a question where they don't suck. But if they got into that collective environment where everybody had to do their part for a period of time, it would be a better world. <laughs> no, <I> was... <laughs> yeah, I think they would really have a, a sense of unity. I, I, you know, because in in a profession like that, there, there, they are. When everyone is preaching for unification, but everyone's doing it from these so polar, like uh, opposite places, it, it is it really how unified is that one? like is that one job anyway at that point like you you need to and that's why i think theater is such a magical experience is because you can have a six-year-old and you can have a 65 year old and you put them on stage together and it levels every single bound like everything it just levels the playing field completely i could direct it i, <laughs> I feel like i could direct it i because I, ha I have you know a director does have a little chance to say some of the things that are really on their mind. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, every once in a while you can say, you know, that, you, pick it up, you know, just pick it <laughs> up. <laughs> Turn out, would you? Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. The one thing the arts have that is absent in politics for the most part, certainly politics at a high level is empathy. We're driven by sensitivity and, and empathy and tolerance and understanding and we don't have time. We, we don't have time. No, absolutely. Heart was the word I think I was going to use to quote Damn Yankees. Um, yeah, you gotta have it. You gotta have it. And, and you know, that's, that's probably why they would suck, really, is, is, the, is the thing, is they don't have heart. And yeah, I, that's why it's so, it means so much to see an audience member or a patron come and experience with us because it's, 
time is the one thing you can never get back um and so that they are allowing you to take that which is theirs that they cannot get back i mean if you see a movie and it sucks like you can at least get your money back but i mean time is something that 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 is is poof it's after that it's 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 out there i always believed that uh especially when i see young people in the audience that I feel like I can pick them up, carry them for two hours, and then put them back down gently. And that trip will be life-changing. And I know that sounds pontificating, but it, it's the fact. I, I can remember uh, 1965. <laughs> so that, that tells you how, how old I am. I was in New York for the first couple of musicals that uh, I had seen something before that. But I got a great seat on the mezzanine for Sweet Charity, original cast Sweet Charity, Gwen Verdon and John McMartin and that. And I leaned forward because I was sitting in the front row of the mezzanine. I leaned forward on the rail and I never moved. I don't even remember moving at intermission. And that experience has stayed with me, and it's a goal. Lean forward, lean forward, lean in, be, be carried for a while, and put back. And that kind of goes with what you're saying, that time is gone, but wow, it's a life-changing moment or moments for you to the stage is is something that you that that two hours like stays with you for the next 40 years and so that time was well spent inherently and um i i don't think you're pontificating at all one of my favorite uh quotes from from stephen sondheim is that uh, when we depart from this world we leave two things and that's children and art and i think for us it's very important not only to to entertain and inspire the the our adult audience but enriching and uplifting the younger audience is the reason why we are still doing this in this cycle is that enough of us have have picked up enough children and gently put them back down on their feet changed and said to themselves you know what i want to do this yeah yeah, well, definitely our batteries are charged. It's it's so quiet around here, and the sound that's mostly missing is a junior company. Uh, we're we're really a school. Uh, there there's not a another way to say it. We do the tests sometimes are take place on stage at night, but the training that goes on to get them to that point, not just juniors, but everybody, the chance to have the opportunity to learn something and then get it through repetitions on stage and actors and directors and vocal coaches and everything. So it's too damn quiet. That That's the fact. They're just not that sound of them. All of the teachers that have come through that have been juniors that take the DNA and go on, you know, all of that has been Part, the best part of the program. It's battery charging, and so when it's quiet, 
feels like the batteries kind of are going down a little bit. So always looking to do something. Most people don't see the, or even think about the, what's under the water of that iceberg, especially for the junior company, because how long do they, how long do they rehearse to put on a pre-show? Well, I think that's the miracle. They really just have five Saturdays in effect. Uh, probably get the music, come back with it, learned, uh, have some auditions if things are specific. If we've done a good job, and we have, and Laurie Pasano is the overall director, and then we're blessed with having guest directors, many of whom have been juniors, so they, they know the drill. But, you know, if you pick carefully the material that helps them succeed, and everybody is on game for five Saturdays, and uh, not a lot of time, and you get a tech, before you open, but that just tells you that the tip of the iceberg for us is what's on stage. The bottom part of the iceberg is that training that gets them able to take five weeks only to do it, and then to take the notes, because every night, every performance has notes, and the notes are what separates you from the animals right there. Is, can you take a note and can you fix it? And no director that I know, especially in my family, it doesn't hasn't given notes on the last performance. You know, if you ever do this again, don't <laughs> don't do that. You know, <laughs> or keep doing it. We try to be as specific as possible. You know, we used to say uh, someone is not singing the right note. And all of the juniors would turn and look <laughs> exactly at the person. And that was early in the early days because we were trying to be politically correct. correct. We, and then you learn almost immediately, that's a waste of time. Everybody, Absolutely. <laughs> say, Brenda, you're not singing the right note. And it's done. And, and so that's, that is also part of the training. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's separating the, the wheat from the chaff, if you will. Um, <laughs> especially, I mean, and that's something that is incredible at a young age because I know um, I personally uh, grew up in, in a music background, so I was performing in orchestras and things, and those are, those are mean old, like, European men that will shout at you <laughs> from across a, a 50-foot room just uh, that, hey, you're off or this sounds bad we're not going to play this today you need to come back tomorrow with this with this ready and it's 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 hard for us as actors especially younger actors because we we wear it all we wear it all on our sleeve and it's it's really awesome to be able to thicken your skin that early because that's something you're going to experience your entire life is having people make slight adjustments i mean yeah, can you take it? You exactly, know? exactly. Not even, not even just like mentally and like emotionally taking it, but if it's registering. Yeah. Like if what the things you're saying are 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 fully clicking in what you you mean. I think that's also really cool that it it provides. Like again, we were talking about that cycle. It's really cool that you have past juniors direct the company because it's very much a uh, a circle of life in in the junior company, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, I noticed uh, over your shoulder there, the Sunday in the park with George. The Syrah, yes. <laughs> and, uh, 
it, it reminds me of uh, I just texted Bob Westenberg, who was in the original cast. And when he was in New York and through several projects, we would be in touch. And uh, when they were working on Sunday in the Park with George, he, he called one day and, you know, he, he's really one of the funnier guys. Dan, he's got this huge, deep voice. Dan, you won't believe it. They almost fired Mandy Patinkin today. And, uh, you know, back, oh, really, what, what happened? So it was just one of those moments where, you know, a note was given and even someone like that, like well-established, said, no, no, I, I don't see it that way. I don't feel it that way. I can't do it that way. And uh, somebody said, you know, that, that way, that's the way. And they obviously, as you know, the life story of the show, it did well. And Bob actually covered and played Sarah the end of the year or something when it was failing. But that's your point. Sometimes is, you know, we, we're hard driven, but sometimes the notes, you have to find the point where you just shut up and do it. I can't imagine <laughs> what that fight between Patinkin and James Lapine looked like. <laughs> well, it, it should have been, yeah, it could have been Lapine, uh, but Stephen Sondheim was around. Yeah, I love the show. It's it's one of my favorite pieces of theater. Um, well, find, find the soldier. He's not not in the great, I think I can see him, but find the soldier, that was Westenberg. Oh, awesome. We remember seeing it and looking for the soldier. Soldier's star, soldier's a star. Get that damn painter out of the way. You get him out of there. Bob and Mandy then were brothers in in Secret Garden. Yes. And uh, so they they worked together quite a bit. And that, that particular duet, Lily's Eyes in Secret Garden is, if people haven't heard that, that's really an extraordinary, really extraordinary piece of music. Um, the music is just soaring throughout the entire, the entire score. I think it, yeah, it, that, that's what needs a revival <laughs> is the Secret Garden. In the future, I know you're talking about how quiet it is, in, in a perfect world, what are the sounds you want to hear? I, I think the word normal has been bandied about. I don't know if we're ever gonna get there. So right now, I, I'd be happy to hear singing and playing and laughing and a little bit of crying for the right reason. Uh, as far as what specific shows, uh, even if they're for very small audiences that those moments are moments. So I'm just hoping for some sounds. I, I'd like to I'd like to go to the Philharmonic, even though I'm first to say I haven't been there for ages. I, and I, I'd like to see CMT and and see the kids get their shot. And I'd like to go back down to Selma and see what's happening there. And uh, damn straight want to go in our annex and watch our juniors rehearse and listen to them, whether they're hitting every note or not. And I want to sit in the second space 
and here are a couple of the shows that we were so excited about doing and will do when we can. It would be great if we could do Christmas because we would be doing Elf in the in the music hall at Roger Rocca's and we would be doing uh, Holly Jolly Holiday and trying to explain what the hell is Holly and Jolly about the holiday. But we would be doing it. So I don't know if that answers the question, but No, I think that is a is a is a perfect answer to the question. I think yeah, the the sounds are more simple and I think we all just want to hear that heart again. Yeah, hear the beat. Exactly. Well, thank you for talking, Dan. Uh, I, this was incredible, honestly. Thank you. I am, I am uh, just so blessed that you made it out and we, we sorted through the, the technical difficulties. <laughs> I'm proud of that. I'm, pr- I'm proud to be old and unable. And thank God for my wife. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she, she translates. She, and she's gentle. No, it was a pleasure talking to you, Dakota. Keep up your good work. And there's, you know, you kind of represent a whole generation that excites me. And uh, it's not just because I'm old and you're younger, but it's because you're getting to do some of the work and some of the projects that are actually uh, saying a lot to a, a whole new audience. Well, thank you. Wow, an incredible talk this week. Oh my goodness, I am just overwhelmed with joy. A big thank you to Dan Pisano from Good Company Players for coming and talking on the show. A big thank you to our sponsors, Emerge Arts and Shine Theater. Uh, Shine on, and uh, don't forget, uh, in my earlier segment, send me some ideas for segments, you guys. I really would like to hear. I'm going to follow up with those links that you can send those social media things to. Great, thanks. Thank you all again for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I cannot thank you enough. Uh, Please share this podcast if you like it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with your enemies. Um, Feel free to tag me on Instagram at dakota.wallace23 or Dakota Simpson on Facebook. And as always, stay safe, stay hydrated, wear a mask, think of others and no matter when you're listening to this have an incredible week take care